Channing and Mackenzie here, and you're listening to Freshman Founders, a podcast for people who are interested in starting their first business and want to know how it really works. Whether you're a business major, interested in the startup lifestyle, or passionate about making a particular change in the world, this podcast is the one for you. Hello. Welcome Welcome back. back. (laughs) Hey, Kens. Hey, Chan. (laughs) Episode one. Season two, Freshman Founders. We are back. It's been a year. Yeah, it's been about a year. Um, This season is going to be a little bit different. We're going to have some guests. I'm excited. uh, Share share some of their stories because we are certainly not experts on on these topics. Yeah, we we started, you know, season one knowing we wanted to tell our story and we really we wanted that season to be about actually launching that business and getting started and season two now is learning from others on okay you've launched now you need to grow and what that growth and delegation looks like and in season two we're gonna stick to the same idea and format that we're gonna have a theme for each episode of something we want to learn more about and so our very first episode uh for season two is all about branding and marketing And we are delighted to have Brian O'Connor from Good Die Young, the co-founder and creative director, head of product development, innovation. I mean, man does it all. And we are so excited. Welcome, Brian. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah. So go ahead and just, you know, talk about what is Good Die Young, how long have you been doing it, and how did it start? The process, it's, it's been probably close to five years now. But even before that, it was a conversation that Haley Williams, the founder and my business partner, um, lead singer Paramore, had and came to me about it. But it is a semi-permanent hair color line. It is also we make poser paste, which is our hair makeup, which is a temporary hair styling paste. So it's an alternative to hair color. It is not a replacement for it. And it's a wash and wear sort of situation. And then we just launched a month or two months ago, our hair care line. So we have two shampoos and a conditioner. So it's basically a pro level um, product that anyone can use. And we, we wanted to basically form a community around the bond that was had built basically Haley's and I's friendship, our working relationship. She actually came up with the name that she like sketched out in her journal and still to this day has like the sketch. She like drew out a tube and wrote out the name and it's based off of obviously the lyrics of Only the Good Die Young. She started to tell me about it and really was like, hey, I, I don't think I can do this without you. And not only do I think I can't, I don't know that I want to do it without you and so from there it became this yeah several year long process to get it to where it is today that's a great point you bring up about having a partner and I think not you know necessarily being able to do a business without a partner um I think Channing and I feel that we have such different strengths and weaknesses that it really just like rounds out our company um even more and allows us to really grow and move forward and I think both of our companies, Eva Moore and Good Die Young, have in common that we, the founders, are really a big part of the brand. So how did you and Haley meet? 
I was 20 years old. She was 17. So I'm 33 now. So 13 years ago, I had just graduated hair school, gotten my license, and I was working for a salon in Franklin Cool Springs area called Pink Mullet. And I was interning. I was apprenticing under the owner of the salon at the time when Haley came in. And they were working on their second album, Riot, um, which is really where they blew up from that album and in particular the um, song Misery Business. At the time, they were in the process of starting or working on writing for it. And she came in, wanted this look, or basically she had never had her hair professionally done. She had been doing it herself from a box, and it showed. (laughs) Um, But when she came in, I was only an assistant, so she came to the owner. She basically wanted to look like a match, literally verbatim is what she used. And so she had red hair with, like, she wanted yellow tips on her ends. And so the owner had done that a few times for her. I remember coming in, and she's like, oh, I'm in a band, and, like, we're working on music. And I'm like, yeah, and so is everyone else in Nashville, (laughs) sweetie. Good for you. Good job. (laughs) And then little did I know, I was like, oh, holy shit, she is not kidding. Like (laughs) She's legit. (laughs) um, Like, the real thing. So the owner of the salon, she went on maternity leave, and Haley was getting ready to shoot the Misery Business music video. So she, like I said, when she came in, she still had, like, red hair, um, very kind of natural looking, like an amped up natural with the yellow ends. And she came in and she was like, you know, I want to come to you since I'm familiar with you, since Darla isn't here and she's on leave. And was like, I want to look like a cartoon character. I literally want to look like an animated cartoon version of myself, an anime character. Reds, oranges, and yellows were kind of her thing, you know, for that album cycle. And so we did the full Misery Business look. Then, you know, every interview from that, everyone started talking about her hair. But that's how it started, honestly, just randomly in, in a salon one day walking in. Like, totally not thinking anything about it. What I love so much about it is you were together as business partners even then creating Mm -hmm. an iconic look. Yeah. And it's really that partnership is what became Good Die Young. I mean, we really didn't realize it at the time. Honestly, I didn't. You know, I was 20. I was scared. I was terrified, you know, of like, I'm just starting in my career, my craft, which I've known since I was 12, that's what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be. But to think that at the time, I thought I was, I mean, even to this day, I still think I'm faking it until I make it. Aren't we all? (laughs) That is a huge theme. I think we, a lot of, a lot of founders say that, you know, I feel like I don't belong here almost. And, And even just having a little bit of success at, you know, whatever scale the success is, you're just like, is this is this real? Am I going to ever wake up from this kind of feeling that this that that I'm pursuing my dream? Obviously, Haley is is Haley and she's a brand like not not boastful or but like I helped create part of that, like her brand, her hair, her image became a really huge part of it. And I mean, from the shoulders up, uh, I had a lot, uh, you know, to do with that, the, the visual of it. But like, it's still crazy to me that people just think like, oh, you did that. And like, I'm like, yeah, I did, I guess. Like, and, and not because I'm like, 
I don't care. I'm not excited. Or like, to me, it's a very warped sense of like myself viewing it and sometimes how other people view it, especially people who do hair and they know and they know of me because that, that to me means more than like anything else. As someone in my craft, in my art, who does what I do and it's inspired them, that's where I'm kind of like, oh, I guess this is a thing and it has been a thing for people in that way because to me it was just like, this is my art. And this is how I got to express myself through these stages with this person. You know, I call her my doll. Like, I ever, I'm like, you know, because she basically was my doll, my, you know, because growing up, I always played with Barbies or, you know, mm-hmm. any sort of like head, like Barbie mannequin head I with love hair. <laughs> you know, like I always had one of those. So I'm like, this is like my size Barbie to me, you know. <laughs> And it's so cool to see that, you know, that brand you created together for Haley then, you know, really translates into a, you know, obviously a different brand for Good Die Young. But how did you take everything you've created and always thinking of moving forward? But how did you take that brand and think through the name and logo and products? Well, the name, like I said, was Haley. That was, you know, so that kind of was like a no brainer. And at first, you know, I kind of like, just let myself be in the background a little with it in the last year and a half did a whole I say in air quotes rebranding but you know our first visions and and what we had created for Good Die Young um, was a lot more um, punk and it taking four or five years at this point to be here we were a lot different then. So it's kind of been a growing and a change. Um, But when we envisioned it, I mean, for me, uh, with the product side of it, it was a lot of testing, a lot of laying aluminum foil out on my countertops in my kitchen, leave work to come home to do work. First, I would like mix, you know, taking things that in my career I've used brands and and mixing them together and like making my own formulas because essentially that's how Haley's formulas came about and so it only made sense to stay true of where we had come from to where we are going to kind of keep that always at the forefront of it and Haley's formulas were something I would never give away to anyone because I was very proud and any good artist would never like that's why you come to see me like I don't think that anything about, and maybe I'm just that person, but there's nothing special about me, I feel, other than the fact that I can formulate a really good formula as far as hair color goes based on what your need is. And so that's the one thing that I feel like people are ultimately, why they pay more than going somewhere else is for that. And so I would never give it away. And so then in my head, I'm like, here's this chance to like really give someone what they've been asking for, especially a Paramore fan. I remember when we were working on a logo, Haley had lived in L.A. for a while and had a home there, and not many people knew at the time. She kind of wasn't really saying that and just being kind of private. And so she actually ended up selling that home, and one day before it was completely sold, we went back. We were in L.A. together, and she was like, I just want to go back, and I want to, like, be creative, and let's, like— draw out what the logo or you know will be and so we like went to an arts and crafts store in LA and we bought like big poster board and um the is it crank or crank pens like our paint pens or whatever Mm -hmm. 
I follow them on Instagram, but they're really cool. So we got a bunch of those, and we went back to her old house, and we sat in the backyard by her pool, and we, like, drew all these out, which would later somewhat become how we shifted the first logo, which was the real, like, splattery, like, colored look. And, again, it was very punk, a silver, reflective silver packaging with black lettering. And so we started from that, and you know, but as time progressed and we kind of matured as people her and I went through this like looking at it and going like I don't think this is where we are as a company and as people what we want to represent or is a good representation of ourselves or as a brand and so we then went into repackaging everything and when we did that we were also like well if we're going to do this Let's give an extra ounce of color, you know, in the semi-permanent. So, and try, you know, keep it at the same price point so people feel like they're getting more bang for their buck. But then also we really, like, spend a lot of time of what would look good on a shelf in retail. Because that's all we wanted to be because we were only e-com at the time, which was, you know, our Young website. So we really, really spent a lot of time. And then it was kind of going back to the board, um, you know, the Godai Young board and, and saying like, we really need to take some money and invest it in this repackaging, rebranding, if you will. And they all thought we were out of our minds to to waste money like that. But I really believe now if we hadn't done the repackaging, which is the very cardboard look, the big bold, you know, color, so you really see what it is. And we didn't have that before. It was a little sticker the silver box, I mean, once you touched it, you saw every fingerprint, you know, on it. And so there were all these things that, but um, I, I believe, and Haley and I still talk about this, if we, it's the best money that we've spent in the company, because I I feel like if her and I hadn't done that, we wouldn't been approached by Sephora or Sally's at this point. You're truly defining what it means to evolve your brand, like you said, but staying true to the core. But we times change. We change. And we have to reflect that to be true to the company that we're in. Yeah. And that is so awesome to hear because it's true. I think the money spent on the brand and improving it is sometimes the hardest money for a founder to spend, but it ends up we look back going, oh, my goodness. Because yeah. that's what the customer feels, sees, touches. Yeah. We're all, um, you know, are from Nashville, Nashville-based. Haley and I have been here, you know, for a long time, so it was really important to keep that all here. And, I mean, so when we did that rebranding, repackaging, we kept it here in Nashville. Um, there's a group called, well, a marketing team, or uh, I don't know how we would define, I would define them, but they're, um, it's Loom, and they helped create that whole, the whole packaging, the new logo, the, um, emblem that is gdy that looks like a smiley face like we we kind of played off of something we already had and i remember saying like well what if we did more like that and like so they gave variations of that and like we really thought about like how could we brand because good die young to say like sometimes can be long so we're like what if like and, and especially in such a social media based world where everything is abbreviated and short and like so we were like that image like in having gdy you know if someone says it still if they see it, they know it's good die young and if, and vice versa. It really is also about a team and creating a really good team around you, too, that made that happen as well. Thinking about how other people are going to interpret the brand and 
um, seeing that, you know, you might not always have control over how they see it, how they write it, how, you know, what kind of fonts it might always be in. But um, just being aware of that, you know, when you're going into it, we even have a brand Bible, basically, that, um, you know, this things that that we kind of have rules that we always want to capitalize the EVA and then lowercase the M-O-R-E for even more. Um, just like little things like that, that we kind of have made rules for our brand. Yep. We have a brand Bible as well. Yeah. yeah. What are some we don't have a, rules? We don't have a physical one, but like... We don't either. Yeah. yeah. We, we, yeah. Um, we're working on it because I definitely think it's important. Um, we just now hired a new marketing person, so she will be starting next week actually so we're really excited about that and that's one of the things that's really important to get done is as a brand i mean the the most important thing for us as far as the brand bible is probably the logo and and what we are now and getting rid of the old not that we like want to forget where we came from but we just want to speak to who we are now as people and as a community and as a company because a com- the community aspect of Good Die Young is the biggest part of it. So for me, and I think Haley would say the same thing too, although I can't speak for her, but like that is the biggest thing to us about the brand Bible is the community aspect. Diversity, I, I mean, just not whitewashing everything, you know, because it can get that way sometimes, um, especially living in Nashville, you know, we're constantly doing model calls and stuff like that. But yeah, to speak directly to the brand Bible, it is definitely the logo and what our aesthetic is. And we don't want to um, waver from that aesthetic of being too punk or too um, high fashion. It's like a mix of everything, you know. And so it's really showing the diversity and the community side of it and and what it means, you know, the the relationship building about hair, you know, we constantly speak to. Belmont University's Center for Entrepreneurship has tons of resources to support student entrepreneurs, such as two on-campus co-working spaces, competitions throughout the year, free business building clinics, and mentorship and grant opportunities. Ranked by the Princeton Review as one of the top 25 entrepreneurship programs in the nation and the only one in Tennessee, the Center for Entrepreneurship guides students through every phase of the entrepreneurial journey, beginning their freshman year and lasting a lifetime. Thanks to our sponsor, Belmont University's Center of Entrepreneurship. So you're hire- you hired somebody new. They're going to help with a lot, I'm sure. Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, they already have. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've already put them to work, and she's not officially working, like, there. <laughs> you know, she's not in the office. So she's been a, a lifesaver so far. What's kind of the thing that you're most excited to have somebody else kind of be con- in control of or um, maybe take some things off your plate as far um, as marketing? I think more so it's um, than anything than it's about control or taking something off our plates because I think, you know, Haley and I, this is our baby. And so sometimes we can, um, the the fear of what's next overtake the moments of what is so great happening now. Um, But I think what's the biggest about it is Haley and I have been working on it for so long and we're, um, we're a small company. Good Die Young, we, she made really sure, and I'm thankful for it, 
to start off very slow and grow it. And it is a meat and potato small company. And so there are only currently five of us in the office. So when this new marketing person comes in, it'll be six of us. And so for the longest time, it was kind of keeping hands on everything. Everyone, you know, out of the five of us was doing something that maybe wasn't our love of the job, but it was what made the job keep going. And so more than anything, I'm really excited because of the time that Haley and I have spent there for a while, kind of had took the wind out of our sails of just feeling like maybe this isn't happening fast enough or at the right time, or are we doing it right? Or there were all these little setbacks, which I think what I know now on the other side are just building a brand, building a company. I've never started a company, a hair dye company at all, you know, like I have my, my company as far as hair and a salon, you know, like clients that I've had for years, but never in this capacity. So it's, you set all these expectations on yourself to where it's like, sometimes it's hard to feel really excited about the moments that you should just be like, enjoying in front of you. And so what I'm most excited to answer your question is I'm most excited about having fresh energy, a fresh perspective, more than it is about the physical work that could be done. I'm I'm just really excited for a, a new thought process, a new set of eyes, a new style, you know, what what they bring. Because everyone that we work with brings something different to the table and there are always aha moments to be had because even with Haley and I and I think that's what works so well about our friendship our you know business relationship all of it is we creatively are two different people but there's so much that we have in common as well but our differences are always just as great and likes and dislikes that it's uh, I'm bouncing off of that energy that makes it greater than what you as an individual could have made it. I love the theme of, you know, you having a collaborative partnership, um, you know, from the very start, too. And talk to us about the space, you know, it's it's um, that you guys reside in the office and the community you create there. I I love it because it's an older, like, little bit of an industrial feel. But what I like about the space the most is creatively, if we need to do anything for social media, for photography, it has great lighting. <laughs> These big, you know, single-paned huge windows, especially, I mean, in, in both rooms, because I have a room that's kind of by myself when I'm doing hair. But even that is a large enough space to shoot in if we need to. It is such a a mix of people. Like I said, there's only currently five of us, including, you know, Haley. We have um, an intern, Hallie, who goes to Belmont. So she's not necessarily all the time because she's in school. And then we have Becca, who runs our education and a little bit of social media stuff. She does a lot of, like, social media educating the consumer and, and anyone who would be looking for just more of an expertise advice. I, I don't have enough time to always speak to that. And when I do, I, I want to save it for when it's really impactful. Um, and Becca's great because she is a hairstylist. Um, you know, she went to hair school so she can speak the language as well as just being like 
very skilled social media wise. And then we have our president and, you know, he's, I think what is funny about our president and, and all of us just as a whole is, you know, he, he's never done anything in hair. He came from the beauty aspect, but it was makeup. And so we've tried to really work really hard to coexist of, of, again, it's, it's working at which any job, any business, it's it's always different taste and personalities and approaching things differently and older versus younger and you know, the experience versus the the least inexperienced and and but it's it's been really fun and enjoyable and um I love it. I love going to work because it doesn't feel like work. There are days like anyone else where I'm like, I'd rather just stay in my pajamas and but going to work is always bright and cheerful and colorful and not just because we're a hair dye company I think it's also just the personalities that make up good dye young in the space you know um because I'm besides Becca but Becca doesn't do hair you know I'm the only hair stylist or makeup artist you know there so I tend to kind of sometimes stay in my little room and do my clients and so any chance that I get in downtime, I'm always, like, popping in and, like, what are you doing? What, what, show me. Show me this. Or, you know, and it makes it helpful to to also be able to accomplish things doing two jobs at one time. For me, it makes it a lot easier because I can still do my my job of what I've always loved, and that's hair and and making someone feel really good about themselves by something that I find that comes to me very easily, which feels really rewarding. And then going over and, and working on Gadayang and not feeling like I'm stretched. Like if they weren't in the same work space and environment that easily, I think it would be a lot high level stress for me personally. You know, and then working with y'all below, like, I, I mean, I don't get to go down there enough. So we share, we all work in the same building. Brian and Good Die Young is on the top floor, even more, and then a few other companies are on the bottom floor. But I mean... I think it's a it's first of all it's a great location in Nashville. It's super close to a lot of areas kind of in between Berry Hill and 12 South. Um and then also it's it really I think it's awesome and reflects on our brands being comfortable with the space that you're in and if you have clients or people coming in to meet with you, you want to not feel like you're covering up like oh, don't mind the mess. You know, you want to feel like we're we're comfortable and we're confident in this space that we work in. So I think that room and building does uh, a really good job of that. And it's a blessed building. Yes. Did y'all com- know that? Communion, like communion bread. bread? Yeah. I know. Bread I love always... used to manufacture communion bread. Yeah, like they for like 50 years that the family owned and operated out of it. And so wow. like they would, I think you could buy it out of the front where Good Die Young is at the very front. They would sell it there. But I think they also then would ship it out like... So it's crazy. I just love I don't know if your Wi-Fi is the same as ours, but it's and wine. No. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, yeah it's communion bread and wine. That's great. It's always good emphasis on the wine. Right. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Pour the wine more. <laughs> um, how do you think that your brand compares to um your competition or people that also have hair dye? How do you think your brand really is different and stands out? For me, this is funny, and it may sound either cliche or dumb. I try not to pay attention to that stuff. Like, really, like, I am not a social media person. Everyone in the office makes fun of me because of this, but that's really what a brand is built on these days, um, is is just constantly being in people's faces. And the only way, really, to do that with a big outreach is to do that. So 
for me, I don't try to pay attention to that stuff. And I think I could do a really good, better job and constantly learning. But I think for Good Die Young, where it stands out is the community aspect. Like I was saying, is I believe hair brought us together. We became best friends because of it. That was the start of it. And so there is a mark through life, if you look back on your life, where you can pinpoint what you were going through by your hairstyle. If someone only showed you your hair, you'd be like, oh my gosh, I remember when I did this. I remember what was going on in my life and why I felt the need to do that. Like, that you so know, true. Yeah. and so I think that's where we stand out is we've worked really hard to create a community around people realizing that hair is an accessory that you wear every day, but hair is also a lot more than that. It, it, it tells a story to people that you don't even realize you're telling a story to. Wow. It's, it's just, that is so cool too. Like even just the cut, but then add color. Mm -hmm. And that is really, I mean, I've loved getting to watch, you know, what products you're putting out there and, and what colors you focus on and allow people to express themselves. And that's something I too feel with the Good Die Young brand that just comes through so naturally. It's like you're saying, you like to go to work because it's bright and it's fun and it's cheery. And that's what I see from you. Yeah. I mean, because we are, we are a, a vivid, you know, a high fashion color line, you know, the rainbow, Roy G. Biv, all of those. And, and it takes, you know, I think what's cool about that and is it takes a very insecure, secure person to wear those kinds of colors. So that's why I say there's a story and there's a community behind it because although someone would be like, oh my gosh, they're so secure with themselves, like look how bold their hair is and like look how how they must just like crave that attention. But I really feel like some people don't. Like, they do it for a whole other reason. I spoke at Belmont for this, like, bridge builder, like the LGBT, you know, community. And I was talking about how I I don't like attention. I really don't. It makes me very nervous. Um, but to get up and talk, like, I was shaking. And I, like, I was holding a mic. And my, like, the, I felt like the mic was trembling the whole time. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I, I'm really nervous. Like, I'm okay with speaking. But, like... And so I was talking, telling a story about how I, I do live in, you know, Clarksville, and it's a very small, we're in Tennessee, it's the Bible Belt, I am a out gay male, you know, and it's, it's hard sometimes to go and have hot pink hair, which I have before, and live on a farm, and I could be in jeans and cowboy boots with bright pink hair, and I find myself, like, grabbing a hat and covering it up because when I go out, I don't want to get a, a stare of like, and, and I hate that I am, that's why I say it takes an insecure, secure person to do that because I feel like I'm pretty secure, but there are times that I feel very insecure about what I'm saying to someone when I really shouldn't care and I pretend that I don't, but I do. But anyways, it's all a whole, like, I think there's a whole story when you break it down at the end of it everyone their own personal brand is an insecure secure mm -hmm. you know it's like we're growing and evolving and if i can say what i think sets you good die young apart from others is you put a true story behind it yeah. and a true meaning of your brand of haley's brand of the community's brand and that is such a stronger foundation than ju just look at this great hair dye yeah you know it's and that's why the like um, to go back to the branding part of it, and when we redid the packaging and the branding a little bit is because you know I was kind of saying to Haley too of like. 
we have become like really punk and we're only speaking to this one group. Our goal has been to be like community and like I grew up where like the cheerleaders and the jocks and now of the world it would be, you know, the people who are really influenced by like the Instagram like beauty people and makeup artists or like the the Kardashian Jenners of the world. I never felt like I was in that league of those people. And now we live in such a where young, young 14-year-old or something, you know, like they're wearing a full face of makeup. And I was like, Haley, we, this, this community and, and, and dyeing your hair and like just because I'm a punk kid who listens to like, you know, like I'm going through something and I feel like the cheerleader doesn't get it, but the cheerleader has like rose gold hair and like they all get it. We all are saying something. So we can't say that we're this inclusive group but we only are this group of this certain people and we don't go outside of that. So part of that rebranding was really to like open our arms a little wider and like look at the person next to you and kind of go, maybe I feel like I have nothing in common with them, but like my hair, your hair can be the first introduction to say like, I'm not a cheerleader. I am the outcast. I am the the black sheep of the family. But like maybe that cheerleader is going through the exact thing thing you are she just uses a different way of covering it up you know maybe she's rose gold instead of hot pink you know and i think a really cool thing that you guys do is the poser paste giving that temporary color it's like it almost like bridges you know it's like lets you do lets you be something for you know a short period of time rather yeah. than making that commitment of this yeah, is who for the I commitment am. Phobe. You can try you could try it out. You could yeah. do a whole head of rainbow and mm-hmm. then say, okay, I'm over that now. Yeah. On to the next. I mean it literally when was creating it like I was like, these are for commitment phobes. These are for that generation uh, <laughs> or that little bit of all of us who is like, I'm not ready to be in a relationship. Do I want bangs? I don't know if I want bangs. Should I go get a clip on bang? I don't know. What do I want? I don't know. Like, it's literally for that person. But it's also for, you know, we were having a really hard thing, and this has always been a huge thing, is I still don't understand in life why schools can say like, oh, you can't have that colored hair. It's distracting. I think things are only distracting when you take them away and make them distracting. And so it was for those kids, whether in middle school or in college, where like, oh, I can't have that color of hair, but I want it on the weekend. I would I would be pink or I would be green right now, but I can't. Or my job won't allow it. You know, like I used to be that guy in school but now my accounting firm, you know, doesn't let me. Well, when they go to their their show, their concert show on the weekend, they can still be that person and they're not really having to sacrifice that part of them or their life or who they are or what makes them them. And so that's – and it's also just, again, we live in such a world where everything is turned over so fast. So it was really important, you know, for Haley and I to have that. And that was also part of, like, some of her looks. We were using – hair chalks or colored sprays or colored gels. And we weren't really, I I didn't feel we're getting the best results. So that's why we worked with a lab. I was like, can we do a paste? Can we encompass all of those? And I really felt what encompassed all of those was a paste, a pigmented paste that can be washed out, whether it's five minutes later or five hours later. And it hadn't been done before, you know, so it was like creating something that hasn't, you know, but it's also been one of those things that teaching people and like showing them 
before I feel like it's just now started to really get momentum where it clicked with people of like, oh, I get it. Because it's not, like I was saying, it's an alternative to color. It's not meant to replace color. It is in the name. It's a paste. There's artificial beeswax in it. You're going to feel it. You're going to see it differently. It's going to lay on the hair differently. But it's more about the creative aspect of it. Exactly. And even when I'm, you know, looking at those chalks or those sprays that are available, um, because, you know, there's there's so much fun, but it always feels muted or like you can't really get the effect you're looking for. So Mm -hmm. I do love that you have this alternative that's it's exactly that vibrant color, but I can wash it out after Saturday night (laughs) if I need to. (laughs) Yeah. And that's uh, it's one when um, that's like been the most challenging about innovation is wanting to do more hair makeup but like you're very limited with those pigments especially those real neon vivid pigments there's only so much you can do that I'm learning so but it's definitely something that I want to explore more and like further grow out that like that side of it in the hair makeup realm of good die young is is kind of investing more time in that temporary less commitment of things and so it's been a process and I'm gonna keep pushing at it and hopefully with the lab and and making more of that you know sort of product that's really cool and what whatever that means you know for to come it's so cool to watch you with Good Die Young and see, Thanks. you know, how you've evolved and where you're going. And it looks like we have one last question for you. We would love to just know the five first words that come to mind when you think of your brand, Good Die Young. Um, friendship, commitment, uh, vivid, fun. How many are we at now? Four. So that's four. Um, work. Those are awesome. Love that you started really with cool. friendship. Yeah. Love that you end with work. Yeah. I mean, awesome. it's a good kind of work, mm-hmm. but it but it is work. Yeah. You know, constant, good things. Yeah. Good things like totally. good die young. Mm-hmm. Take good. Constantly work. trying to be better. You know, mm-hmm. make an impact. That's what to me. That's what it was all about for myself. Was leaving something on this this plane this life that lives longer than i do well thank you so much for coming thanks in thanks for having me it's you been are fun amazing. it has brian o'connor co-founder of good die young seriously so incredible thank you so much thank you just a reminder uh the very last episode of this season we're going to do um some questions and answers just answering questions about any of the episodes or just about anything that people want to know more about in business, starting, growing, anything. So go ahead and send us those questions. And that email is founders at freshmanfounders.com.